Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this episode is all about ways to stop caring what people think about you. Why do we care about what people think? I don't know, but we do. We really do. And you may think that you don't. You may think you have a really high level of confidence and what people think of you just rolls off your back. Mm -hmm. But here are a few questions just to think about, and it may make you reconsider how much you actually value the opinions of others. So are you a people pleaser at work or in your relationships? Mm, Good question. Are you afraid of disappointing someone in your life, maybe parents or a spouse? Do you get excited about being associated with prestigious things or do you care about status and status symbols? Hmm. Do you maybe have opinions that you're regurgitating from somebody else? If you're introducing a partner to friends and family for the first time or if you're just sharing an idea with somebody, does their reaction to that fundamentally change how you feel about the thing? I've been guilty of that one before, I think. That sort of my opinion can be swayed by someone else's opinion. I, I don't know why that necessarily is. Maybe you just want to seem a- agreeable so you don't have to get into an argument, perhaps. I don't know. Well, and I don't think the idea of being swayed by somebody else's opinions is necessarily a negative thing. Part of it's keeping an open mind to say, right. you know what, maybe my opinion isn't 100% correct. But it becomes more of an issue if you hold back on what your true thoughts are because you care too much about what other people think about you. So the quote for this episode, I love this one. It's by Ricky Gale. And it's, I used to walk into a room full of people and wonder if they liked me. Now I look around and wonder if I like them. Geez, that's pretty much what it was like going to high school. Like the very beginning, it was like you wanted to walk into a room and have everybody like you. And now you wonder if you like people. I know you're walking into the sock hop, not knowing who to... Sock hop? (laughs) Okay. Did you you have sock hops at your high school? What is a sock hop? Is it just like a dance where you just wear socks? It is. It was was in the gymnasium and I think maybe it was... I think it was at a few different schools, but I remember our school had a new gym floor and in the gymnasium you weren't allowed to wear certain footwear. You only could use like non-black-soled sneakers, so people had to take off their shoes for dances and it was a sock hop. It was the funniest thing, but when I was a, when I was younger, we went to these things called the Carlton Community Center dances, and there was an amazing phenomenon that happened where teenagers would literally just walk around in different groups in circles around just around like that's what they around did around the perimeter of they the gym. Yeah, it's not like they didn't have seats. They did. They had places where they could sit, but they would rather just, just put around. their hands in their pockets, find their best friend, and walk around in circles the whole time for hours. Oh, that's interesting. I know. I don't I don't know how. I mean, I honestly think I did it for a while when I wasn't breakdancing. Yeah. Jeff's <laughs> a, a West Side breaker. He's got some breakdancing skills. Mm-hmm. So that particular quote, even though it was by Ricky Gale, it came from a book by Nigel Cumberland called 100 Things Successful People Do. So I want to talk about Tim Urban, who's a You love blogger. Tim Urban. I do. He's a blogger from uh, waitbutwhy.com. Well, that's where he shares his content. And he talks about a collective insanity that pervades human cultures throughout the world. 
And that insanity is an irrational and unproductive obsession with what other people think of us. Ah, yeah. And he specifically, I guess, gives us more character by talking about something called the social survival mammoth. And the idea of mammoth is just going back to like 500,000 BC times when we were in tribes. And the idea of being accepted was something that was necessary for human survival. Right. You know, if you weren't accepted and if you lost status within the tribe, you may even be kicked out completely and you wouldn't have the protection, you know, the food, the resources of the tribe to survive. So it's very much part of our DNA to care what others think of us. And I think some people perceive it as a weakness, but it's just part of human nature. So I think it becomes an issue when it stops you from being your true self and and doing the things you really want to do. So we definitely have it as part of our innate being. But we're going to talk about some tips on how you can maybe lessen it a little bit so it doesn't hinder your day-to-day life. And, right. And what it you sort pursue. of echoes the uh, social media phenomenon as well, you know, where people really want to be like it's it's a dangerous thing or like an unhealthy thing if someone doesn't get the likes and stuff. If they're an influencer or whatever, then they could be out of job or they could be you know, not so popular, which would be just so horrible. Well, for, yes, and I guess for the top influencers, that's a loss of money. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it really, we do it, we see it throughout regular people too, not just influencers. I mean, people who go to a restaurant by themselves or to the movies by themselves, well, they'll rarely do that because they worry about what other people will think. Do they think, you know, I don't have any friends? Do I not have my own tribe? Or people choose career titles or careers based on, you know, financial compensation because right. they want to buy status, status uh, symbols, rather than choosing things for the love of the work. So there are a lot of things that happen in our daily life, steps that we take that are based on what we think other people may judge us on. Or yeah, yeah, we want, I guess we sort of naturally want to be liked for what we do and what we say and who we are and all that. So I know that this is something I really wanted to learn more about, so I was excited to jump into some research on it. And Psychology Today had a great article where they talked about ways to stop caring as much. So Hmm. I use that as a little bit of the framework of our eight ways, but then just beefed it up with a little bit of other information I found around the web and just through my own experience of uh, reading various authors. So the first one is to keep things in perspective. And this whole idea is that people would care a lot less about what other people think of them if they thought about, if they realize how little people actually do think about them. People right. are very self-absorbed. People yeah. think that people are thinking about them all the time. Right. But, but really, it's not really the case at all. Like sometimes we may meet somebody new and we're worried about how we came across to that person. But we, can, we should keep in mind that they're probably doing the exact same thing. Yeah, And exactly. so if you sort of walk away with that in your mind, then... I'm sure there's a healthy amount in amount of uh, gossip and whatnot that happens amongst people. Right. That's a, that's a sort of a dangerous thing. I think it was Socrates that said that it was like one of the most evil things is gossip. One of the things that, uh, you know, people waste their time doing, I should say. But, right. But everybody does it. So, you know. Well, gossip's an interesting co- topic. We should definitely do a future episode just yeah. around gossip, I think, because that's uh, well, yeah, it's Maybe we common. should just like gossip about doing it and then never do it. <laughs> just joking. We could do that too. We did an episode on on the four agreements and a great book 
um, episode 85 if you want to check out that episode. Check it out. But one of the four agreements is don't take it personally. And so the whole idea of, you know, keeping things in perspective is that, you know, nothing people do is is because of you like it's usually because of themselves their own choices they live in their own mind they're in a completely different world from the one that we're experiencing we're all experiencing reality in our own unique way and so even when a situation may seem personal even if somebody insults you directly it usually has absolutely nothing to do with you more so to do with them and what they have going on in their own lives Yes, it's an interesting concept, right? Because usually, you know, the decisions that people make are decisions that happen in their minds. And, you know, like when you see somebody get angry, well, they can they can say, you made me angry. But no, that's not necessarily the case. You decided to be angry and then you were angry, right? Well, you know that's I mean? right. People choose their actions, but we choose our yeah. reactions yeah. To, to whatever it may be. That's exactly it, yeah. And there's a larger perspective, so the idea of keeping it in perspective, but the larger perspective is when you're looking at, you know, the minutia of day-to-day life and our experiences and whether or not we did something that was embarrassing or said the wrong thing, in the grand scheme of our lifetime, or even in the lifetime of the overall universe, it means absolutely nothing. Right, we're all just specks of dust. We're all just specks we're all just of dust. Dust in the wind. I've, and I've used that. I mean, it sounds a little out there. Oh, it's quite very literally true. out there in the universe. But I've had experiences where you know where it seems quite devastating in my own life. And to gain perspective, yeah. I do think about that. I think about you know how we are just a short, a little segment of time in the grand scheme, and then. There's in five a, years from now, uh, whatever incident it may be, probably won't even be something in my memory, let alone in somebody else's. Yeah, exactly. There's a really famous, uh, I think it's, I believe it's Calvin and Hobbes, but there's a cartoon for that. And it's like, it shows the universe and then Earth. And then there's this one little thought or speech bubble coming out saying, I am significant. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, we live in a grand grand universe and our lives are pretty insignificant in comparison to what's actually going on uh, charlie agrees yeah, i thought charlie you were knows. going to say that calvin and hobbes are famous when you're going there oh <laughs> just yeah. the way you phrase it i'm like are, are they a famous are they a famous uh, pair of philosophers maybe so they, they are if you read if you read calvin and hobbes that's very philosophical in nature the uh, second way to care less of what people think about you is just to question your own thinking because we tend to, as humans, lean toward patterns of negative thinking. So a lot of times yeah. we'll walk away from a situation and we'll just assume the worst. We'll we'll filter out anything Why good that, that happened. You know? Well, maybe it's our own way of protecting ourselves. You know, if we focus mm. on the negative, then we can guard against those things. So again, it part of it is about survival, but it does cause us to focus on the negative piece and sometimes jump to negative conclusions that may not be true. You know, I walk think away it, thinking someone didn't like us. or Yeah, I think for the most part, people have their guard up in one way or another so that they don't get like walked over. You know what I mean? Because you just want to be uh, prepared for any kind, anything that's going to come your way. So you put up some walls, you know, when you meet new people or whatever, you know. Well, that's a good point. Mm. You're right. It's it is a bit of a protection mechanism. So it's important to pay to pay attention to your own thoughts. Look at them objectively. Objectively, you know, if a friend were telling you this story, how mm-hmm. would you view it? And rather than dwelling on the negative self-talk around it. And for the definition for this particular episode, I just want to talk about it's not a singular word, but it's the idea of the spotlight effect. 
So this is a phenomenon where people have a tendency to believe they are being noticed more than they really are, uh. that they have a spotlight on them. So be- because we're always the center of our own world, just by nature, we think that everybody else is talking about us in our life. But the truth is that people don't really care that much about what we're doing <laughs> because they're, you know, very focused on themselves. Right. And, you know, one example of this is just to try to remember what maybe a, you know, a co-worker or a friend you saw a couple of days ago, what they were wearing and see, if, you know, whether you can actually remember that and then think about how much time you may spend trying to plan an outfit in the morning and and how little people may pay attention to something. It's interesting, isn't it? What we choose to remember and what we choose to just like throw away because our minds, our brains can only store so much information. But some people really remember what people were wearing. Like they're really good at remembering well, those kinds of things. Yeah. But I'm not. No, I'm... I can't remember what day it is. <laughs> well, and, it, and you know, there are people who obviously take a, a real interest in clothing and fashion, and, and that's a different story. But even maybe just try to think about the details of a conversation you had with somebody. Yeah. And that, you know, that person may have walked away from a conversation thinking, oh, I, what I said was not a real, that was a smart thing to say, or I came across as uh, yeah, being can, arrogant yeah. or, you know, ill-informed. But in reality, the other person probably doesn't remember maybe even that the conversation happened, let alone the right, details exactly. of what was said. Exactly. All water under the bridge. So again, just, you know, question your thinking around that. James Clear is uh, the author of Atomic Habits. We did an episode back, episode 46 on that uh, amazing book. But in that book, he says, the way someone else perceives what you do is a result of their own experiences, which you can't control, their own preferences, which you can't predict, and their own expectations, which you don't set. So if your choices don't match their expectations, that is their concern, not yours. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. That makes sense. So number three is to let go of perfection. Oftentimes we have this feeling that we need to get things just right. People will like us more if we do things perfectly. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll gain more respect, maybe even be admired. So again, remembering that what people think about you has more to do with them than with you. And it's not necessarily, uh, you know, about perfection and, and how that will influence how people view you. It's more about how you made them feel. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of times, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody and you walk away, people will remember more about how you made them feel more than what they'll remember about you. And how many times you said their name. Yes. people love to hear their own names. That's a good old uh, <laughs> Dale Carnegie reference. The sweetest That's sound right. to anybody is the sound of their own name. Yet another podcast we did. <laughs> How to win friends and influence people. You know, in terms of your own things that you are self-conscious about, like your own idiosyncrasies, mm-hmm. one way to get over them is just to call them out. And yeah. I, I exercise this regularly when I meet new people, when I... Maybe I'm in a a new work environment with people I haven't worked with before. I'll call out my own strange, weird tendencies. Yeah. I I just, for instance, I have a very sparse, minimalist office. And if you were to look at it, you know, people may judge me on that. Or I may fear that they judge me on that. But I'll call attention to it straight away and just, you know, laugh and just say, you know what? If I have too much clutter on my desk, it clutters my mind. I can't get my work done. Get that elephant out of the room. That's right. Show the elephant the door. Yeah. No, that's a really smart idea, though, because uh, it squashes any kind of, well, any kind of uh, comments that people could make on you that, you know, you 
may not really welcome. Well, and I think sometimes when people are whispering or, mm-hmm. you know, having a side conversation, we have a tendency to think it's about us. Right. Um, so the idea of calling out your own idiosyncrasies, you know, and meeting new people or people that you know you're going to be spending a lot of time with is just, you know, put it out there. Let them know that you realize it. Yeah. I think as I, the older I get, I am very self-aware of the things that make me strange and unique and I'm okay with them. Yeah. I don't necessarily see them as, as a bad thing. I find them something that's interesting about me. So I, find I don't mind laughing I find other people find those kinds of things interesting as well. You're right. <laughs> we got to keep things interesting. And you know what? The more real you are, the more people can relate to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Adam Grant another great author and a professor. I listened to him on a podcast recently and he quoted some research around social media and he was talking about the idea that people tend to get more likes on social media when they are a bit more vulnerable. Right. Rather than, you know, that perfect airbrushed version of yourself that people do have a hard time relating to. Yeah, that's pretty recognizable, I find, on social media. I can, you know, you, you can tell the, the people who airbrush their pictures and, you know, they do it every single picture. So there's no, there's no realness to what they're doing. And I, and I can actually really contest to that because there was a while, a while back on social media, I shared a painting that I did that just did not work. I overworked it and it just did not work at all. And I said, look, I'm sharing this just so that you, you, you can see that there's lots of failures in art as well. And that was really liked that that was, and I didn't expect that at all. I think people really like it when you're honest and vulnerable. And the idea of airbrush could be quite literal in the sense of airbrushing photos, but also just airbrushing your life to portray this perfect image that not everybody can relate to. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I I found that fascinating. And it's, uh, you know, into the extreme, there are people who are incredibly negative on social media and only put out the opposite, complete opposite of airbrushed. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just, you know, constant complaining and, and that sort of thing. And that also can be a deterrent for people, Absolutely. Um, you know, following them on social media. So number four is about getting to know yourself better. And that can help you care less about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to get to know yourself better, you can think about things like, what do you really like? You know, what, what do you really want out of life? And are you making choices about your career, your relationships, hobbies, because you want them or because you think they'll please or impress other people? I'd like to think that people would do things that they want to do in their lives for themselves. Well, but for that's the not most, always the case. For the most part, I, well, I shouldn't say that. For the most part, I think I do. But I think that there have yeah. been times when I've considered the the thoughts or the judgment of other people in making those ty- types of decisions. Yes, your and husband. Yes, mostly you. <laughs> it's all about Jeff. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to allow yourself to try new things and not be hindered by worrying what other people think, uh, you know, you sh- that's the thing. You should get to know yourself better. Just get out there and try things. Don't worry about being judged. I was just going to say, like, how, how could someone get to know themselves better when uh, better than what they already know? And you're right. They could just get out and try new things, try, like, to meet new people, you know, well, Tim Urban talks about the idea of finding your authentic voice. So this is really your, your own moral code that's formed by your own personal experiences and, hmm. and reflecting on those experiences. And it's how you feel deep down about things like money, family, marriage, uh, what kind of people and activities you enjoy and what things you don't enjoy. 
And a lot of times people fear being judged and they look to the outside world to make decisions. But going back to this authentic voice, really reflecting on what you enjoy is part of, you know, being true to yourself and being true to your own internal values. Yeah. It's funny because there are those people who will try anything and just like, you know, tr- try it to be, to do something new. And then there are other people who are really trepidatious about trying something new. And, you know, if your identity is built on the approval of others, then when you're criticized or rejected, it really hurts. But if you are very in tune with your authentic voice, with your sense of self, then that helps guard against that. That's true. It'll and just you roll off your back. Care less what people think. That's right. The fifth way to stop caring what people think as much is to find your own tribe. So not that, you know, 50,000 BC level of tribe. Or survivor. (laughs) Or survivor survivor (laughs) tribe. But no, just people that you can identify with. People who really appreciate you for who you are. Not a a group of people who are looking to have you conform to them and their wishes and needs. But somebody who just, they're accepting. And so you can feel comfortable sharing your time with. It's interesting too because you can find... The people who have like interests anywhere. Like I, I've been lucky to find some friends that I've never met in person, but I just, you know, we share the same artistic vision online. Well, and so yeah, social media is a great way yeah. to. I mean, it opens up the world for you to find people who may be interested, if, particularly if you're interested in a very specific niche topic. Yeah, there's somebody out there who who also is interested. So, you know, other ways to find your tribe is, you know, cultivating that authenticity, that authentic voice, and that'll help you find out who you're meant to be with. Brene Brown uh, is another great author, speaker. Check out her TED Talks, but she wrote a book called Daring Greatly, which I really enjoyed. And in it, she says, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Mm, so, you know, the idea heavy. that self-acceptance needs to be there if we want to really belong to a group. Well, you got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. Well, there you go. There I've never put, heard... Put that one on a t-shirt. <laughs> Did you just come up with that one? <laughs> I guess. You know, as a side note, try to stop judging other people. I think when we judge others, then we focus on the idea that they may be judging us. And the truth is, we don't know other people's stories, nor do they know ours. So, yeah, you know, I we agree. don't all have to be from the same tribe. People can have different thoughts and opinions than us, and that's okay. We don't all have to agree. You're right. There's a lot of different uh, perspectives out there, and you got to entertain. You don't always have to agree with every perspective, but you can entertain any of them. Well, that, yes, what are we at? 7.7, 7.8 billion people in this world. And, uh, Quite a few. Yeah. So there's sound that will agree with us, and the majority oh, probably yeah. won't. Yeah. Just find the ones that agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so number six is allowing yourself to be vulnerable. So kind of going back to that idea of vulnerability and deciding what matters most to you, trusting yourself, going for it. And, you know, you don't always grow by playing it safe. You know, we have to take, chances. take chances. We have to, you know, fail. I, this makes me think back to uh, Jeff has a YouTube channel called Glowing Cabbage. He hasn't posted on in a while, but years ago we did a video together, and I was so self-conscious to just speak, you know, no, and have video? it be recorded. I think you were just in, oh. it was something around the vinyl community. Well, but... there was one where uh, we uh, we announced that uh, you were pregnant with Huxley. Oh, that might was, have been that it. That might have been it. And you were. I had to pretty much, you know, drag you kicking and screaming to get on there. Well, and but so you, you did it. 
it was something that was really nerve wracking for me. And then years later, we decided to start a podcast. And and the first time I tried it, I was nervous. But now I love it. It's something I just enjoy. You you love it. I love it too. It's just a great hobby. We've been doing it for years. And I, uh, yeah, years now, over two years. It's good quality time together, honey. It is. Time well wasted. Yes. (laughs) You know, 99% of the time when we are being when we think we're being disapproved of or being talked badly about it it doesn't really have consequences there aren't real consequences no validity either even if somebody did walk away and say the worst things about us it doesn't really have consequences to us personally and a lot of times we won't we're not aware not even in the same room when it happens so and usually when people say like you know negative things about other people it's just for just to validate what they think which is not always true so so the yeah. seventh way to stop caring what people think about you is to just be your own friend. Trust in yourself. So understand that you're not going to be able to make everybody like you no matter what you do. And this is, and I love quotes, and this is a quote, a bonus quote for this episode by Dita Von Teese that says, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, but there will always be someone who hates peaches. <laughs> That's true. And I did a meme on that because I loved it so much. And then... Somebody pointed out to me that in the in the meme I used a picture of nectarines. They're like, those those are nectarines. They don't have fuzz on them. And you, the quote says peaches and not nectarines. And you know, I still remember that. But did it have any real consequences in my life being judged? No, it no, did not. <laughs> and it doesn't have any consequences that people you know uh, called you out on you know the wrong fruit being there. like it doesn't make any difference. The the statement and the you know. The quote is the same. More people enjoy the Well, and it gave me content for this episode, so there you go. That's, there you go. <laughs> Victor Frankl wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning, and I felt it was a, a real life changer. We actually did three episodes. episodes Three-parter. Uh, yeah, three-parters from episode 75 to 77, if you want to check it out. But, you know, he talked about the fact that we do all have purpose and that nobody is exactly the same as, uh, as us or had nobody's had the exact same experiences and that... We're unique unto ourselves. We are, but in our mere existence on this planet impacts others. It impacts people in ways that we may never understand, but we do have that interaction that alters, you know, the overall course of things for people. And for that reason alone, our lives have meaning. And yet we're so insignificant in the grand, grander scheme of things. Well, (laughs) yes, and then there's that. I always have to go back to the. You know the the insignificance of it all. So if you uh, if you are sort of listening through all of these and and still finding you know you have grave concerns about how, what people think of you, well, number eight in ways to stop caring what people think about you is actually to perhaps consider seeking professional assistance because I think that there are extreme levels that can cripple our ability to go through our daily lives. And, you know, it could be a result of social anxiety, uh, it could be underlying trauma we've gone through, mental illness. So there are Especially times, after this pandemic. Oh, yeah. I, I think mean, a ton of people are... Things are clearing it. up. You, you've seen the fog dissipate a bit with the pandemic, but it's still there. And it was, and it's really had a lasting impression on a lot of people. It definitely has. So if you find that you're at a level where... Yeah, it's you're it's stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, the things you love or spending time with people, then you may want to reach out, reach out for help, mm-hmm. you know, seek counseling, professional help. And I do want to 
end this episode with a takeaway as I always do. And it's just focusing on truly being yourself. So, you know, make the step maybe this week to stop suppressing a side of you maybe that you've kept hidden from people. Stand out more. Uh, be okay to, you know, be different. And maybe even embrace the idea that you could be viewed as weird or inappropriate or confusing to some people. Not inappropriate in an illegal way. No, um, no murder. <laughs> no murder. <laughs> or no, uh, you know, no, nothing too extreme. But no, but it's okay to be different. That's what makes people interesting. You'll yep. have people talk about you for a great reason because you're the one they remember because you did do that, you know, that thing that was different from the norm. And let society be your playground. And if you like some of the content I talked around, the social survival mammoth, um, any of the things around Tim Urban and uh, his Wait But Why blog, just Google Taming the Mammoth and you can do a real deep dive on this idea of why people care so much about what others think of them and, and other ways that you can do to help alleviate that. And all, all, all things said, though, just be yourself and people will love you. you know? Well said. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till, Till next time. time.